Today on the breakdown, it's a cash game hand. We're playing 100-200 with a $200 big blind ante. It's from the Hustler Casino Live. And it's players who I don't think we've ever had on the show before. It makes it sound like they're in studio. They're not. But uh, JR, Stanley Choi, play a fascinating hand of poker. And uh, it was suggested by Leo... Whoa, oh, I'm stepping on Grant here. I'm not supposed to say this, but it was suggested by Leo Chen. Great job, Leo. And, uh, and I'm not even going to do an exotic opening this time. <laughs> it's very meta up in here. And we're going to the breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> What the hell just happened? I thought you would have loved that. It's so fast. It's just why did you name the suggester in the know. opening? That's that never happens. It's, I think it's literally the first time ever, and we've done this for is it eight years now? Yeah, eight years, two episodes a week, almost every week for at least six years now, something like that. It's at least two episodes a week. Never name the suggester in the opening ever. It you know that's part of my charm. I shoot from the hip. Yeah, anything's possible you're with like me. Brett Favre. I'm like. Brett Favre. In every way. Um, yeah, JR, we've done JR before. We have? Yeah, I, I think he was... I think he was one of the main players in a hand that we did where he ended up having to call Wesley. The first time we saw Wesley, the, the crypto kid who yeah. like, claims to be one of the top 10 crypto guys in the world. Crypto apprentice. Yeah. Um, yeah. When Wesley started the hand super short, he had Queen Jack and JR had King 9 and JR ended up with two pair and Wesley ended up with the nuts oh. uh, in like a four-way pot. It's the one where... Like, Dr. Whatever, some guy. Dr. Who I, Eli? No, a different guy. Some guy okay. who we'd never seen before. Just flatted ace queen out of the small blind. Oh, and he was, yeah. And it he was, was like, like a he, terrible. He, like he, put in like, he put in like 7,000 and yeah. like 14 back or something like yeah, that. I yeah. kind of remember I think that. JR was uh, okay. Wesley's antagonist in that hand. Well, here's the things I know about JR. And I don't know any of the things you just said because I didn't remember that. And I still don't remember that. You could very well be right. But I looked him up on trackingpoker.com, which is a website that up until June of this year was tracking the Hustler Casino Live players and how they were doing while they were on stream. Well, we're at the time of this recording at least two months off of their, yeah. their tracking. Right. So, but this is what I know about him. Okay. Um, so he had played five sessions that they tracked. He was down $238,000 in those sessions. One of the five was a winning session, plus 68000 um, The rest clearly were not. So that doesn't mean he's a losing player necessarily, of course. doesn't have to mean that. But that's a tiny bit of data that we have. It um, is. Um, Something he does in his hand makes me think he knows a few things about poker. Yep. So who knows? You know, who knows? It's a very small sample size. It's probably, what, 30 hours or something of poker. Yeah, something like that. It's not, not a great sample size. I agree completely. I didn't say it was anything more than what it was. Yeah. I'm not uh, waving a flag over here, okay? I'm just, just showing the numbers and letting people do what they Show will Showing the numbers it. is waving a flag. What? And you would know that if you knew anything. How would showing numbers be waving a flag? The, the fact that you're asking me this now is embarrassing for you. Yeah, it's embarrassing for me. I'm embarrassed that I'm in this show with you. So you're right. I, oh, I turned it around. It's getting worse. This is how you hurt people. This is how you do it. You take their words and you stab them in the neck with it till they bleed out and you look at their eyes as they bleed out and you own. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jonathan's coming from a dark place today, I suppose. Yeah, yeah I, saw, I saw that movie. <laughs> do, you know, do, you, do you know anything about Stanley Choi, who is no. JR's principal opponent in the hand? I do not. Uh, Stanley Choi, I don't think I'd ever seen him before this hand when it was suggested. Uh, so do yeah, with that what you will. I haven't seen him in this hand before either. Yep. 
So JR makes me think of JRR Tolkien, of course. Okay, I mean, it, obviously it's not who you would think of with JR, but whatever. You think of JRB? J- no. It's either J.R. Reed, the basketball player from way back when. J.R. Ryder, perhaps. I mean, how about J.R. from Dallas, who shot J.R.? Obviously. Larry Hagman? Hello. It was a big show in the 80s. Well, anyway, I'm thinking about Lord of the Rings. Because J.R.R. Tolkien. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that's all. Uh, Maybe he could write more boring books. I don't know. So you have very low hopes for the Amazon series that's about to come out? Um, I mean, uh, Sure. It's like a billion-dollar series. Yeah, so that does not make this does not mean it no. would be interesting to me. But it doesn't have to be bad or boring. Peter Jackson makes boring movies. That's right. I said it. I don't care. You're defending a large portion of the audience right now. Like, yeah, that the, the people who love those movies are really into them. Still, yeah, LSTR people. They're super into them. They're kind. They're not the same as Disney adults, but they're close. <sighs> yeah, they're um, they're just. I just think those movies are boring and that's it. I think all, I think I wanted to like Peter Jackson movies. I've seen at least four of them. I find them all boring. I'm sorry. I, and I didn't see any of the Hobbit movies, which I know are boring. Well, you don't see the Hobbit movies. Right. Those, are, those are terrible. But I saw King Kong and I saw the three Lord of the Rings movies. I like the second Lord of the Rings movie and that's it. Yeah, that one's pretty good. The rest of them, honestly, I hoped in, I've, I've only seen them all once and would never see them again, I think. Because, man... Sorry. I don't know, I know not everyone feels that way. That's okay. I'm I not know. saying it's a fact. It's just true for me. I don't know anything about the new series. Is it a different story? Are they... Yeah, yeah. It's like 200 years before or something like okay, that. So it's sort of like, a, the, it's it's like a, a game. It's maybe even 4,000 years before. It's, it's a prequel thing, and it's, uh, it's a different story entirely, yes, which is great. Yeah. Um, and, of course, it's not by Peter Jackson, although they, they talked to Peter Jackson a little bit, and then they ghosted him. Maybe because they're like, oh, shit. If we let him do it, it'll bore Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> we can't do that. I'm certainly going to check it out, you know? Yeah. But that's it. That's that. I know Neil Gaiman said the first episode was amazing. Oh, he got it. On Twitter, yeah, he got to see it early, and he was, like, blown away by it and was really excited about it. But is he just, like, you know, saying nice things because he's got a show on Netflix and wants people to say nice things back? It's, like, professional courtesy, or is this real? It's possible, but a potential analogy is George R.R. Martin saying the first episode of House of the Dragon was really good, and you could say, oh, he has a lot of incentive to say that. Yes, he does. But then both of us, we were just talking before the show, that we both saw the first episode and really enjoyed it. Oh, it's fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. So, despite how Game of Thrones ended, it's not like they're all going to be shitty forever, I guess. Yeah. So, anyway, we'll see how it is, but... You know, I'm not super excited about the this Rings of Power thing. I'll tell you that, personally. Yeah, I'm, I'm not like, really either. I'm like, really? You spent a billion dollars on a fantasy series? Congrats. Like, sounds like a bad move. That's my immediate take on it. Like, just make more of the boys. Like, come on. I mean, I'd rather they, 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 I'd rather they do a diversity of things and, and create more content. Is this a diversity of things? A Lord of the Rings prequel series? It's different than the boys. Yeah, is it different than the Wheel of Time or whatever which it they is. just put out? It's a different. That's a different fantasy, fantasy world series. Yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. So they're not supposed to make any fantasy series now. I feel like they've already made their fantasy series. Yeah, this that's is stupid. This is a bad take. I don't even care. I don't care about any of it. So if they ha- so if Netflix already has a sci-fi series, which I'm sure they do. Obviously, I don't mean any of these things. Do you think so Netflix why should you, not why, make not I make three body problem now? Well, it's embarrassing that you are taking this. You're embarrassing in any way. So I'm not, I'm not ever supposed to take you as We're not going to be friends anymore because, in fact, I'm going to go so far as to say we never were friends. You probably said that at least 15 times on this podcast. No. I wouldn't say that to you. you, would, it, you felt would. Like, it felt like it was supposed to hurt more than it seemed it to. Why would it, why would it hurt? 
Because you're supposed to be like, really? <laughs> <laughs> really? I didn't. So your own we comment ended up hurting you because of my reaction to it. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't you more upset about me saying we were never friends? Well, I thought it was it's like you didn't care ever. Well, I thought it was true. <laughs> yeah. Um, you thought it was true that we were never friends? Yeah. We're huh. colleagues. We're, we're acquaintances. We're yeah. work acquaintances. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> we work together. Don't yeah. make it weird. You know, there's, like, all these terrible life pro tips on Reddit that you come across every once in a while, and every week or so somebody says, remember, your work friends aren't your real friends. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're competing with them. That, and also you don't want to, like, reveal something about your life that makes it awkward at the office or something oh, like that. Oh, that's true. Um, that's true. Yeah. Reddit is a cesspool of reposts, and I hate it. Anyway... <laughs> Un- unrelated. Wow. Anyway, so that's what it is. My work friends aren't my real friends. Like, it's nice to have a coworker who I can have a nice chat with when I'm at work. Yeah. And, you know, work includes playing poker. So those are the contexts in which I see you for the most part. And, of course, we sports bet when we watch sports. Yeah. And that's work for me. I'm really good at that. I make money <laughs> doing that. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's nice to, like, have somebody who's, like, not terrible to be around, but I can't really let you in, you know, because the vault is closed to the work people. Maybe if we had <laughs> met in a different context, but we met in a work context. We met in a poker context. And that closes off, like, 70% of the vault. So when I'm, when I'm at your home, yeah, playing with your daughter, Working. hanging out with your, you and your Babysitting wife. Babysitting? Also. On your All of us second job? <laughs> yeah, so how is that still a work thing for you? Well, that's, that's a potential to make sports bets, which I have a huge uh, edge over you in. I see. Yeah, so that's work for me. So you, you're, like, pretending to be friendly and just giving yourself more opportunity to like for us to make a bet. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm getting from this is yeah. I jokingly said I was never friends with you uh-huh. and that you're telling me you sincerely have never been friends with me. Well, I thought this podcast was a safe space for honesty, so I decided to be honest. Yeah. If you thought it was a safe space for honesty, why did you wait eight years to be honest? Never came up before. <laughs> you just said I've said to you 15 times that we weren't friends. Well, that was ever. just hyperbole. I, was, I didn't mean that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, was just saying, I don't think I've ever said that to you before. No. Why would you say that? That's so yeah, mean. Because you, you don't think that. Because you think we're real friends. <laughs> <laughs> it can be hard to know who's your friend, can't it? For you? Yes, apparently so. Yeah. For me. What percentage of the audience thinks I'm being genuine? More than zero. Yeah. Uh, more than 5%? Yes. Oh, yeah. Big time. More than 20%? No. I think 20% is a good line. I'm going to go less. I'm going to take the under and say it's 12 All to right. 15%. We'll get the numbers in a couple days. It's <laughs> 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 another sports bet I'm going to win against you. Yeah. What, do you, what, what kind of odds do you want? I, I, I'll give you three to one. Okay. Uh, done. Yeah. Done. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever the numbers are, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> three to one. I got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know, um, here's a quick story about... It's not a sports bet, but about a bet. So me... And Matt Matros, you guys know. Friend of the podcast. Ben, triple bracelet winner, Matt right. Matros. He's been on the show a few times. And another friend of ours, Billy Gazes, who used, in the old days, was like on poker TV a lot. You know, yeah, back he, in the boom days. Yeah, so me and him, the three of us were on some, I don't know if it was a poker trip or a, a hanging out trip or something, but it was something it like that. It was probably that. a work trip, and they probably think of you just as a work friend. Right. Um, so we started talking about if there were bets, you would have to take no matter what, right? And so Matros and I said to Gazes, you know, if you're getting a billion to one on something, you should probably take it no matter what. Like, it depends it, on what the, the it, unit of one is. And oh, sure, sure. But like if, you can bet, like if you can bet any amount you want, you're getting a billion to one. Yeah. So you can bet a penny, 
you know, yeah. and get a billion to one, that means you get $10 million when you're right and you lose a penny when you're wrong. It almost doesn't matter what the bet is. You should probably take it, right? Yeah. So that's what we said. And, and Gaze has started saying that's really stupid and got very upset. Not upset like... He got upset. Upset is a little strong. He got um, intense about it. It's more than upset. He wasn't like crying or anything, but he was like, no, 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 you guys are... That's wrong. That's absolutely wrong. You, you wouldn't take a billion to one on anything. On anything, we're like, yeah, I think we would. Like, why not... Why not? Why is that? What's, what's the problem there? And so, we, so at one point, we were like somewhere in New York, and he says, You're gonna, I'll give you a billion to one right now that we're not in Russia. And I was like, Billy, I will take that yeah, bet if course. you're offering it. I will 100% take that bet. Yeah, what if for a second, Billy Gaze is having like a mini stroke, and like you are in Russia, and you're both having a mini stroke. Like, there, there's a billion to one chance of that. What if Russia's, you know, suddenly next New York? Yeah. And I don't know. What if we find out later that the maps are all wrong? It's very unlikely, but I could put up a penny and win $10 million, right? Yeah. Like, why wouldn't I take that? But of course I would. Also, it's a great story. It's more than worth a penny. If you, if you can always account for the potential of some sort of uh, fugue state for yeah. any, any participant in the bet, yeah. then, which is always a possibility, right? There's not, fugue state might not be the right terminology, but you know, Delusion. Some, sort of, some sort of brain activity that's causing an issue that, that untethers you from reality. Yeah. That makes any bet a billion to one worth it. I, if, think, I think that's right. Um, like, if he said, I bet you a billion to one that we're alive right now, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Like, sure. And that's like lasts forever, right? Yeah. Like, so I mean, obviously, if we once we die, that's off. But like that, our current state is that yeah. we're alive. Yeah, I'd love to make that bet, right? Because like sometimes we're dead, and money still exists in the whatever realm we're in now. And you now owe me ten million dollars or a billion dollars or whatever, you know, a billion of times whatever I put up. Um, yeah. So I don't remember why I told that story anymore, but oh, it was about betting and betting yeah. with friends and stuff like that. So here's another really quick story about right. Blake Gazes and betting. So. <laughs> so it's, I may have told the story before on this. I'm not sure. But we're, on, we're watching the Super Bowl, and Billy is a big, big better. Like, Billy doesn't make small bets. So Billy has made a bunch of bets on the Super Bowl, including putting up $50,000 to win $5,000 that there's no safety in the game. Yikes. Yeah. Um, he's done the research on this. Yeah, I'm sure it's, it's a like, good bet. It's a good bet, but, like, holy shit, right? Um, he's made a bunch of bets, but this is the biggest bet he's made. So it's the Steelers against the Cardinals. This is, like, 2009 or something, 2008. And the Steelers have the ball on their own one-yard line. (laughs) (laughs) Ben Roethlisberger goes back to pass. He's in the end zone. By the way, if you get tackled in the end zone, that's a safety, and then Billy would lose. Or if if you get called for intentional grounding. Or if there's holding. A penalty, yeah, Yeah. a holding in the thing, too, right? So 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 Arizona's, like, coming at Ben Roethlisberger, and he's in trouble. Like, and he might get sacked. If he gets sacked, Billy's going to lose his 50,000. And Ben, like, somehow, like, evades, like, two guys who have him dead to rights, you know, and gets the ball off and, like, throws it, and it's incomplete, and it's, like, a miracle that he's not sacked in the end zone. And Billy, like, can't believe he didn't lose right there. And we're all like, holy shit, Billy, that was incredible. Now it's third down. Roethlisberger <laughs> <laughs> yeah. gets the ball, he goes back to pass again. The Arizona defenders are coming at him like banshees. But Ben, like, fights one off a little bit and gets off, like, a 45-yard pass and completes it. And it's like they're at midfield, and they're, like, safe now. And it's, like, an incredible player. Like, Billy, oh, my God, again, you almost lost 50K. And he's like, woo! And then there's, like, a, the little sign of the little flag, yeah. the little yellow flag, and there was holding in the end zone. And it's, it's a safety, and oh, Billy man. loses the 50,000. And so Billy is now going through the, the moment where he understands that. Yeah. And we're all just watching in silence, sort of like scared silence because it's such a crazy thing. And except for our one friend, Simon, who is by far the poorest of everyone, like doesn't have a job, never had a job, lives with his parents, 
only eats French fries because they're cheap. Like literally the poorest guy who like is still doing fine that I knew at that point. And he just starts cackling because <laughs> <laughs> he thinks it's so funny that Philly's lost 50,000. And that really happened. Wow. Yeah, that was an incredible moment. Was the rest of the game kind of somber? No. Um, Billy ended up breaking even on the whole game because huh. he bet on a bunch of other stuff, and most of the other stuff came in, actually. I think that was the one big one that he lost. And so he ended up miraculously breaking even, yeah. Wow. But holy shit, what that's, a moment. That's a rough moment. Yeah. That's a really rough moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good times. Good times. It was that's, incredible. That's a perfect pivot, speaking of football to uh, a football opportunity for betting for all of you. Yeah, a free roll. This is a free roll. This is a serious free roll. It's one of the better free rolls that has come across my desk in my lifetime. Wow. Uh, Nitro Betting is offering a free survivor pool, and they are paying out a decent chunk of cash, Jonathan. (laughs) Yes, they are, Grant. Tell them about it. Well, they're they're putting up, I believe it's 50 millibits. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds right. That does sound right. 50 millibits, which these days, I haven't looked at the price of Bitcoin today, but it's something along the lines of $1,100, right? And it's a survivor pool, and it's only for people who are in this particular pool right now with the poker guys. So all you have to do is send us your nitrogen uh, nitro, ID. Nitro betting. Thank you. Nitro betting. ID number. Not, wow. Not, not, your, <laughs> not your ID, not your uh, like handle. But right. your, your ID number that they assigned you, not the right. thing that you chose is your It's like name. a six or seven digit number or yeah, something. Yeah, it might right. even be a four digit number in some cases. Oh, okay, because it's new, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, your Nitro betting ID number. All you have to do is send us that, and then you're going to be in, and then you get to participate in this thing. It's an NFL survivor pool. Look that up if you don't know what it is. It's easy to it's participate in. It's a fun in. thing to do. It gives you yeah. a sweat each week in the games. There's no cost to you of any kind, and it's winner take all. So someone's going to win, you know, 1100 bucks, 1200 bucks worth of Bitcoin. Um, it's amazing that they're doing it. It's incredible. It's an incredible payout. And it's not going to be like thousands of people in this pool. It might be a hundred. There might be fewer. I don't know how many people are going to end up in this thing. Your expected value on this, even if you're a complete fish, doesn't matter because it's a free roll. It's pretty good. You you really have to do it. And and if you have to have signed up through our link to be a nitro, nitro betting person... But that's, by the way, if you've already signed up for some of this, you can sign up through our link anyway and create a new account. Yeah. Don't tell anyone. But, geez, it's so easy. All you need is an email and a password, and bam, you've got a new account. Yep. You can make a new account, do this, and never think about it again. It's a free roll. It's a great spot. Seriously great spot. I will definitely be playing. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, send, send that to us either on Twitter or Discord. Uh, there's a link to Discord in the description. There's a link to our Nitro betting link in the description. And our Twitter is the, the Poker Guys. By the way, I want to be clear. I'm not encouraging people to multi-account this thing. They have forensic accounting, and they will catch you. Don't yeah, do that. Do not multi-account the survivor pool. Yeah, please. That's, that's please. Come on. a very bad idea. Don't be ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, you got to send us your ID anyway, so. Yeah. Send us the ID number. Get in. Get in on, like, the, I think the best expected value free roll that we've had to offer on this podcast ever. Um, I, the only time I think it was better was when they accidentally put up a Bitcoin. In when that, they made a uh, huge mistake. And yeah. There were only like when, 60 people playing. When Bitcoin was not worth as much, but still it was like... It was, Bitcoin was worth, I think, 10000 though, at that point. No, and I think it, it was like 4500 No, because I came in second and ended up with thousands of dollars worth of Bitcoin. I remember that. Okay. So like I got like two or three K worth of Bitcoin. Huh. Yeah. And they were supposed to put up 100 millibits. So maybe, maybe Bitcoin's worth like eight or 9 K. Yeah. Um, but whatever, yeah, they actually to put up a whole Bitcoin instead, and we all got to play for it. And it they didn't awesome. they didn't retract it because they're, you know, legit. They're like, oh, we made the mistake, and the tournament already started, so. Incre- it was actually before the tournament started. It was like it was like a, two minutes beforehand they realized it and still left it up there. 
It was a great deal. And as someone who came in second, I was very happy about that. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> anyway. that might have been better, but that was based on a mistake. Yeah, yeah. This yeah. is though. This is this is a great spot. Yeah. Maybe okay. they'll make a mistake and make it 500 millibits. Who knows? I mean, <laughs> not totally impossible. <laughs> Yeah, um, so that's not the ad, but that's something that's related to football that we felt like should be in front of you. It's important because you only have a few days left to sign up. You got to get it, yeah. get your info to us by the end of August. Right on. Uh, and the sooner the better, because you know we're sending them num- the people's numbers every day. Yeah, yeah. I would say don't wait because if you miss out on this, like too bad. Just yeah. do it. Do it right now while you're thinking about it. Yeah. Like don't wait at all. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's get to the hand. Okay. Leo Chen suggested it, but you already knew that because you listened to the opening. Leo Chen! He did it on Discord. As I mentioned, there's a Discord link in the description of this podcast. You can do a lot of stuff on Discord. Suggesting hands is the most productive thing you can do for the sake of this podcast, but it's also the least fun thing you can do on Discord. Because there's a lot of other cool stuff. Yeah. You know, there's poker talk, there's sports talk, there's shoot the shit. There's threads for each individual hand. It's a great place to be in the digital space. I can't (laughs) say that for many digital spaces, you know. A lot of toxic spaces out there, but... We're pure. We actually are pretty pure these days. Yeah. It hasn't been toxic in a long time. Yeah. Got cleaned up. Nice, clean, no, no dead seals or anything. Nothing toxic. That made a lot of sense. Let's get into the... You know, like the, when the water is yeah. toxic and the no, seals... I understand. The seals die from the... But still, it was pretty bad. So it, it was pretty unprofessional and bad. You so wouldn't make it without me. I might, <laughs> I might downgrade you from work friend to just colleague. Yeah, I think you already did. No, no, I, you're my work friend. Oh. But you're not my friend friend. You yeah. understand? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I get it. <laughs> no, no, I've, I've come to peace with it already. Yeah. I've gone through all the five stages. Okay. Great. What, what, what was bargaining? What happened during that stage? I offered you money. <laughs> well, I don't remember this. I would have accepted. Oh. Oh, I did. I forgot to bargain. How much do you need <laughs> for me to be your friend friend? 500 bucks should do it. 500 bucks? Dollars. I'll give you some 500 lev bucks, you dummy. <laughs> See, this is the problem with you. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Now I'm your friend friend. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do anything about it. All right. Okay. It's okay. a cash game. Yeah. It's super deep, high stakes cash game. $100, $200 with $200 big blind ante. JR is going to open the action. He has $167,000 in front of him. Guess what? He doesn't have the most in the, in the hand because Garrett's going to enter the hand and he has to have the table covered by a billion dollars sure. at all times. But 167k at $200 big blind, that's a significant amount that's, of big blinds. It's like over 800 blinds. Yes. Yeah. Or sorry, 8,000 blinds. No, 800, 800 blinds. 800 yeah. blinds. Still, that's a crazy amount. Yeah, it's a lot. I mean, we had a, a Hustler Casino Live hand that hasn't come out yet, actually, but there is a bet of 800 blinds in the hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, these games get whack. All right, JR has lost 250k on the show. According to Jonathan's research, 238 as of June, but you know, he might be good anyway. We'll find out. He has 167k. He opens to 600 under the gun with Ace King off, Ace of Diamonds, King of Spades. Okay. Um, I guess people just don't adjust to the ante for sizing. I mean, if you don't have to, that's fine. Like if if making it 800, you get all the same amount of callers as you would for 600 or a thousand gets you the same callers, which you might in these games. You know, the guys we're calling are calling. Yeah. I think so. Maybe it's fine. It might be yeah. fine anyway. It's interesting because we've been seeing this in the high stakes games for a while now, but it doesn't it doesn't move down the stakes, at least not in my experience. I've been playing a lot of cash recently, one two five five one three games, and like the opens are like usually between four and seven x, and that's normal opens. I would say um, I usually four x in the small games, and sometimes yeah four x, and I'm usually the smallest, yeah, the smallest size of everyone, right. um, no matter which game yeah. I'm in. Um, sometimes it's the same, but usually people are. Um, 
higher than that. Yeah. And sometimes a lot higher. And, yeah. not, and that's not just like, it's like the, the players in the player pool who are like the, the air quote good players. They're, they're doing the big sizing too. It's yep. not like, yeah, nobody's two and a half Xing in these games. Right. Nobody's, Nobody. Yeah. Nobody. Rarely do you see a And there's X. no ante or anything. Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting how that works. But, you know, in these lower, in these smaller games, people call a crazy amount. Right. So you want to charge them for, like, there's no reason, like, you should just be, you know, pounding yeah. them in submission. No, I think, make, I think two and a half Xing in these smaller games is a huge mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, it's interesting the way that goes, but that's how it is. JR makes the 600 with Ace King. Yep. Stanley Choi, who we know nothing about, has $97,400 in front of him. He is plus three with a six of spades. He makes the call. We're deep enough. You have a potential nut flush draw. It's fine. Absolutely fine. Yeah. Garrett Edelstein on the button has 316000 at the $200 <laughs> big blind. Okay. So he does have more than 1000 He's got 1500 blinds yeah. and change. Yeah. Whew. If Almost you're going to bet 800 blinds at some point, you need to have more than 800 That's true. Well, he does. Yeah. He's got 10 8 of clubs. He's going to make the call on the button. Not surprising. Mike A in the big blind has a paltry 25K. It's actually pretty short. You know, yeah. it's, I guess a lot of online, like when you play online poker, you're usually playing 100 blinds effective when you buy in. But that's not the case in most live settings. Maybe I've heard of some places in like L.A. where it's like a one, two with a hundred dollar max buy. That sounds horrible. Yeah, there's some of those kinds of games. But obviously in the bigger games, it's always, yeah. you know, there's often no cap. As we right. see someone like Garrett can buy in for any amount he wants. Yeah. 25K big blind. Yeah. Makes the call with seven deuce off. What do you think? I mean, he's getting a great price. But <laughs> I mean, if they're not playing the seven deuce game, this is absurd. Yeah. This is horrible and absurd. And of course, he shouldn't do it. Right. I mean, he's, he's call, calling 400 to win 2300. Don't care. That's not good enough with nope. seven deuce off. Like, Wait, especially if you're not deep. You have to be. Even if you're deep, you, yeah. can't, you can't do it no, with you this shouldn't. hand. Because like, what good things? Can, if you don't make quads, <laughs> like if you don't make the nuts with this hand, and it's very hard to make the nuts that isn't quads, essentially. I mean, if, when you only have you know, 110 blinds or whatever trips is probably, or two pair is probably good enough to go with in a lot of cases. Um, okay. That's fair. But I'm saying like when you're a lot deeper, if you don't make quads, like with this hand, like you can't really make the nuts. Yeah. So like, what the fuck, what are we yeah. doing here? Yeah. This is an awful hand. Of course you shouldn't call with it. I don't care if it's only $400 more. Keep the 400, you know, buy yourself uh, a really nice shaver. Okay. Really nice shaver. Yeah, that's, that would be a really... That, I, I think we're at a point of diminishing returns for shavers there, and you're more buying like a Mont Blanc shaver for the brand or something. You obviously haven't had a really nice shave. That's okay. You're, you're still young. What do you got? What do I have? What do you use to <laughs> I shave? I have a Gillette One Blade. How much did that cost? It's like 30 bucks. Okay. So you didn't get the $400 one? Are you kidding? Anyway, Mike is going to, you know, remain unshaved and right, he's going right. to call. Okay, fine. With seven deuce off. This is why you play in these games, though. Guys like Mike call with seven deuce off here. They're just throwing $400 into the pot for no... It's a splash pot for $400. This is an extremely small mistake compared to a lot of the mistakes get, that get made in these types of games. Of course too. they are, but that's the point, right? Yeah. It's full of huge mistakes. It's incredible. Anyway, let's go. Pot is $2,700. Cool. The flop is ace of clubs, deuce of spades, six of diamonds. Row, row. Yeah, That's so, pretty bad for JR. Yeah, JR flops top, top. Stanley Choi flops ace, six for two pair. He has ace of spades, six of spades. He also has the backdoor nut flush draw. It's a deuce of spades. This is a hell of a flop. This is about as good as a flop can be for ace, six without it being like six, six, six. You know? Or, you know, maybe spades, spades, spades for the yeah. nuts. But sure, this yeah. is a hell of a flop. It's pretty damn nice. Yeah. Um, this is the kind of flop where we often make a lot of money, too, because... We can be up against Ace King, and yep. they can't just fold. All right, Mike A is going to check his seven deuce. He did flop bottom pair. Yep, good job, Mike. Jr. is going to bet. 
Now, do you think we've reached a threshold of players in JR's spot where if JR had something like king-queen of, let's say, diamonds, not di- yeah, mm. diamonds for one back door, would that be a bet as the preflop opener and the guy most likely to have a set of aces and ace-king? That's a good question because we're four-handed. Yeah. Feels like it's too many yeah. to bet. That's my that's my initial thought. Three handed, I think we can bet king queen of diamonds. Four handed just feels like do we have full equity? Because if we don't, what the fuck are we doing? Right. Like I know once in a while we pick up a, a car we can barrel on the turn. Guess what? We miss a lot on the river anyway. Are we really going to just triple barrel a lot with king queen of diamonds? No, we're not. Does it change your mind at all if he has king queen of clubs, where he would have the nut club draw if a club came because the ace is a club? Makes it a little bit better. But think, I don't think it matters that much. And you think King Queen of Hearts is an obvious check because it has no backdoor draw besides the yeah. Broadway draw? I mean, I think they're all. Uh, there's a sneeze right there. <laughs> yeah, it felt good. I think they're all checks, though, mo- I mean, yeah. forehanded. I just yeah. want to check it. Like, I agree. It's okay to check fold this hand. Like, it's fine. Or check call, depending on the size of the bet and the action in front of us. So you your know? strategy here would be to be relatively face up with your betting. Like, you're going to have at least an ace for value. Or I guess there's not really any reasonable draws you could have. Yeah. So you basically have at least an ace. Yeah, I think so. We're four-handed. Like, we don't have to be all bluffy and yeah. stuff like that. We're, we don't, we're not supposed to win the pot that often. Right. We don't have to act like it's ours. It's not. So how do you want to size it? 2,700. Do you want to bet ace-king? Oh, yes. Ace-king okay. for sure. On this board, especially, like, it's so hard for someone to have us. They can have pocket sixes, pocket deuces, and the occasional suited ace. That's like it, right? Yeah. I guess um, Mike and the Big Blind can actually have... Other two can have the, all the ace up, aces up two pairs, not just the suited and ones. And apparently six deuce also. Apparently. Yeah. But still, we have to bet this hand. Like, yeah. we're just going to give everyone a free card. That's insane. Yep. That's insane. We have the best hand a lot here. We can't just give everyone a free card. I so think sizing. that's Okay, so there's 2,700 in there. This is a board that is good for us. It's dry. We don't have to bet that big. We're folding out almost all non-aces anyway. Um, I think we can bet, like, $1,200. That's my, that's my initial hit. Yeah, I think the whole discussion that led us here makes me want to bet bigger than I first thought. Oh, because yeah. Because I was thinking, like, we don't really have bluffs, right? There's not too many reasonable bluffs. The most reasonable bluff being king X of clubs. Yes, that's right. Um, maybe we include that in our range. I guess we have to if we don't have bluffs. Otherwise, we need to, we need to have a little okay. bit of bluffs. Well, let's so maybe assume we do. For four, five, four five suited with the back door maybe as a bluff, too. But sure. there's a few combos of those things. Let's assume that in practice, we don't really have bluffs. Perhaps. I mean, I mean, even if we want to give ourselves all the king-queen suiteds that are backdoors and all the four-five suiteds that are backdoors, that's six combos. Yeah. So that's still essentially no bluffs compared to the ace-kings, the ace-queens, the pocket aces, right. ace-jack suiteds of the world. And, okay, so I think we don't have to worry about the bluffs too much then when creating a thought process for how we want to size this. And if we think it's going to be a binary decision from weaker aces... Yeah, we do. I think I like a, b- a bigger size. Interesting. Fair enough. That like, that's makes sense. This is just pure exploit. This is not a GTO thought at all. Right. But, like, why not make it 2K if ace-jack and ace-10 are going to call no matter what? Yeah, that's true. I think they are. And I think, like, 4-5, if we bet tiny, is going to call. And if we bet big, may find a fold, which isn't so bad. Yeah. I mean, we don't mind getting called by 4-5. But when they improve, when they get there, it's hard we to can't see. see it. And we're going we're gonna to lose a lot of money. Yeah. So I don't mind um, pricing them out. Or, or at least force them to make a mistake if they're going to call, as yeah. opposed to making it cheap enough where we're deep enough where they're like, hell yeah, I'm calling, trying yeah. to spike this gutter. Um, so that, I, I kind of like that. Sizing yeah. up here makes sense. But from a game three perspective, I understand why JR bets 900 yes. in a 2700. It's a massive range advantage board for him. Yeah, this is or what you're supposed is, to do. Yeah. This is what the solvers want you to do. This enables you to bluff more if you're yeah. betting so little, right? If, so maybe you do need to have more bluffs than we're saying. Maybe it's other... Um, 
all the other suited Broadway. Any com- any two back, back door yeah. hand, basically. I think you probably that's the how else are we going to get bluffs? Yeah, right? yeah. So, so I, I guess, guess that is what we're doing. Yeah, we bet any two backdoor hand. Yeah. Queen, queen ten of diamonds. Is if it. in practice we're really not doing that, though, then sizing up makes sense. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Anyway, he bets 900. Okay. What do you want to do with Stanley Choi? You flop top two, the under-the-gun guy who doesn't have to bet into four players is betting into three yeah. players. I don't see why we wouldn't raise right now. Because like, we expect that he's got at least a reasonable ace most of the time. He has calls almost certainly with almost his entire range when he bets. Like, Most of it. I don't even, like, is he going to, let's say he has king, queen of clubs here. He bets 900. We make it 3,000. We're 130-some X, some odd He's K effective pr- He might here. fold. He, he might. Mu- he might, but it's not automatic, right? Yeah. So, like, even his bluffs make consider calling, let alone his value. Yeah. I don't see how he can fold yet. I think we should attack it right now. Okay. Do you agree? I mostly do, especially with the big blind in there, who could have a lot of weird... Types of hands that could sneak up on us. Yeah, that's a great point. We're also four-handed. We've got two guys behind us, right? Garrett and the big blind. Why let them see cheap, cheap uh, hands? Like, if Garrett has ace-10, like, why give him three free outs? Like, why not charge him for it, at least, yeah. you know? Um, it's not the end of the world to give him three free outs, of course, but the more people you're up against, the less equity you have. And this is our pot right now, like, almost always. Like, I just don't know why we wouldn't raise. Yeah, well, Stanley doesn't. Okay. And I guess one potential reason could be that it looks incredibly strong it to does. race. It's it, really hard not to look like you have a complete monster. Super strong. It's true. Yeah. But of course, if some people are going to go folding ace-king to a raise here, then you should raise a lot in this spot, right? Like when they bet into four players. Of course, you got guys behind you, yeah. but how can they call without at yeah, least two pairs? I don't think Jared's going to fold ace-king. I think the, no. the fear would be that he folds a hand like ace-10 suited. Right. You know? He probably calls once, though, with any top pair hand. Yeah, you'd think he does. Because you feel like if I'm up against two pair even, I have outs. To sp- if I'm up against ace-deuce, I can hit a six or a ten. Yeah. If I'm up against, well, you figure you can't be up against six-deuce suited like, no. but from Stanley Troy. Um, ace-six, I've got three outs. Um, there are other cards that come that could scare him and slow down action, a king-queen kind of thing. Now, if he's got a set, none of those things are true. But also, you know as a poker player that, like, Unless you're up against a very tight, very careful player, you just can't go folding top, top to one raise. You just yeah. can't do it. Because also, people overvalue their hands, as you know. Yeah. And I don't know anything about Stanley Choi. Maybe he's the kind of guy who's going to overvalue his hand, too. Raise ace, queen, you mean? Yeah. Stuff like that. People absolutely do that. Or any ace. Yeah. I've seen people raise any ace and put a lot of money in with any ace in these spots. Yeah. So if we know he's super tight and super careful, we might be able to bet fold. Otherwise, we just have to bet call and not think much about it. It's like, this is a hand we call with. Yeah. I mean, I agree with your points, and I think raising is the superior play. Yeah. I think he's just afraid that it looks too strong, and he doesn't want to look that strong. Well, when we raise later, it's going to look strong, too. Yes. Because right? we're going to want... The point is to raise later if we don't raise now, most of the time, anyway. Yeah. Right? So, like, it's always going to look strong. But, yeah. of course, you do... You, maybe you get more money in. Against Ace-King, we really might get another bet. Of course, we're going to get that bet now. Yeah. I don't know. I like. I like raising right now but i understand yep it's gonna work out great for him because the other two guys don't really have anything so they're probably gonna fold right so at least he this is the other good thing about raising is we get to knock out that equity yeah we don't it turns out those guys probably aren't sticking around well garrett isn't but mike a does call with bottom pair okay is that good i guess that's good he's got two outs doesn't well two out two outs yeah. Yeah. yeah any deuce is good um i guess that's fine for us right yeah if he hits a deuce, it's going to cost us a lot of money. What do you think about Mike A calling here? At least he's closing the action, and it's cheap, right? There, yeah. It's, um, there's 1,800, so it's 4,500. It's 900 to 145. We know we're not good right now. Yeah. 
we believe very strongly if we hit a deuce, we're almost always good. Yeah. Unless the action shows us we'll otherwise. We'll probably think we're good if we had a 7-2 and we wouldn't be. That's a great point. Um, I think it's okay to call here. I don't love it. I don't think you should be in this hand. I would probably fold here, actually, now that I think about it, because I'm worried about... Um, I mean, we can be up against a set from yeah. either player, yeah. especially JR. Yep. And so now we're just drawing effectively dead. Yep. We need to go running quads. I mean, what the fuck? So, or I guess running sevens, we could beat a set of sixes. But, like, come on. So I just want to fold and not get myself in all the trouble. The, there isn't that much money in the pot. I think you should fold. I've, I've come around on yeah, this. Yeah, I agree. I He's agree. also not deep anyway. Yeah. Like, he can't win a huge pot. He's only got 24K in front of him. Like, yep. what the fuck? Fold. Well, this no. guy does not fold, though. He calls. This is why the game is good. The game is good on nitro betting. Nitro betting! We talked about the survivor pool. Yeah. You should get in there for that alone. But, of course, there's other benefits to joining nitro betting using the link in the description of this podcast. There are casino games. There is sports betting. There is poker. And you get access to the monthly Poker Guys tournament if you use the link. You want that, of course, using the link gets you access to all the promotions that Nitro Betting does in the future as well for us, which includes stuff like this amazing survivor pool. Yep. So it's quite foolish not to use the link if you're going to sign up. You're a fool and a pauper. Yeah, you're like one of the extras in a Monty Python, you yeah. know, some sort of idiot in the street. <laughs> that's, that's you. <laughs> yeah, or a, a lot of the Game of Thrones scenes when they're in, like, the streets. Yeah, Seems yeah. Landing. One of the All dirty the dirty folk in the street. There's street. so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> Unless you use the link. Yeah. Then you're then you're like King Joffrey. Congratulations. <laughs> Cruel, but living really Really well. rich. Oh man. Well, you think you're rich, but you know, you're not really it's rich. Whatever. Like yeah, you're you live a, you live like a king. Yeah, you're, you are a king and you live like a king. It's good enough. Who cares if you're rich? Yeah, that's fair. You know what they say. Like, if you owe the bank a million dollars, it's your problem. If you owe the bank $40 million, it's their problem. Yeah. Right? And that's you. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up for Nitro Betting using the link in the description. We'll see you there for all the great stuff. Sounds good. All right. Back to the hand. Turn is the eight of diamonds. Ace of clubs, deuce of spades, six of diamonds, eight of diamonds. Mike yeah. A has nothing with his seven deuce except for bottom pair. Top, top for JR under the gun. And Stanley Choi has ace six for aces up. Yep. Mike A checks. Good. Cool. Of course. Well, actually, not of course. It's actually interesting to check here, right? We could bet to try and get called by one of those slightly weaker aces again. If no, we think... Mike A is the guy with seven dudes. Oh, Mike A. I'm sorry. I was thinking it was JR. My mistake. Yeah. But JR does bet. That seems fine. You want to bet? I don't hate Well, look, Mike's in the hand. Mike is calling with... If Mike, if Mike has an ace, he's probably calling all turns. Yeah. I think we should absolutely bet to get value out of Mike. I don't know what Stanley's going to do one way or the other, but Mike is loose enough. If he's got top air, there's no way he's folding the turn, right? No chance. JR bet's pretty big. He bet's 4,200 into 5,400. Yep. I think that's pretty interesting. He's doing your classic turn size up thing. Like, yep, he is. I mean, it's a second club that doesn't usually play a big factor. Second diamond, actually. Second diamond, excuse me. That does mean that there could be an ace-x hand with diamonds. Well, he has the ace of diamonds oh, in his hand. there cannot be an ace-x hand with diamonds. So that's not, a, that's not a worry. That makes me want to bet smaller, actually. Yeah. Um, Get value. Make sure ace-10 doesn't fold. Yeah. Kind of a thing. Like, if Stanley um, has ace-10 and you bet big with Mike behind him, he can find a fold with ace-10. I think you you're small. supposed to fold. When, yeah. you, when JR bets 4,200 under the gun, I think ace-10 is like an auto-fold unless JR is just... Is, right. Is a Mizraki. With Mike behind you, yeah. especially. It's like, I mean, if Stanley has ace-queen, he probably has to call because yes. now he's near the top of his range. But 
Ace 10, I agree with you in this spot as a fold. So I think I would prefer a smaller sizing from JR here. Yeah. I think I, I want a bigger size on the flop and a smaller size in the turn yeah. from JR. I weight. mean, he could bet 3,000 yeah. and probably get called by those reasonable... Like, Ace-Jack probably feels like it has to call for 3,000. May, it may not. It might be thinking in a binary way as well, yeah. which is partially why I like the bigger sizing on the flop. Because like, if you're going to think binary yes. in both spots, you might as well put the money in more when they're going to do the calling instead of the folding. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, anyway, JR bets 4,200. Okay. It's not going to work out great because he's losing. He's in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Do you want to raise now is Stanley now that we've gotten here this way? We're still that three ways. Eight shouldn't matter very often, right? Like, it's hard to believe JR has ace eight. Or eight eight. Eight eight feels impossible. Ace eight is tough, but not impossible. But there's only it's the eight of diamonds. There's actually no suited combos left, I think, of that. Right? Because it's the Eight of Diamonds. So Ace, Eight of Diamonds is out. Eight, the Ace of Clubs is already on there. The Ace, Ace, no, there's one combo of Ace, Eight suited. That's okay. it. Ace, Eight of Hearts. Yep. Yep. So that's nothing to be afraid of, I would say. We block sets of Aces and sets of Sixes. Eight, Eight feels impossible. Deuce, Deuce, I guess. But, like, I think we're supposed to raise. Yeah. Like, I think we're supposed to raise. Like, are we going to get called if we raise? Actually, I think I like calling the more we talk about it. Um, because JR bet so big. He bet 42 into 54. We might just, we're going to take it down here a lot. We are. And JR is almost overrepping his hand with Ace King. Like, not quite, but almost. And I, I, don't, I don't think he's overrepping. I don't think that's Maybe fair. not. But at the, like, I think the size of the bet is enough to produce the equity denial from the third player in the hand that right. so we don't need to generate that because that's already been generated right like if mike a doesn't have two pair he's probably folding now anyway and yeah. if he does he's probably not folding either way and may even raise and that's fine yeah. like we're losing to mike a's ace eight and deuce deuce but like yeah we're obviously paying a fucking mike a right also he doesn't even have that much money in front of him comparatively so whatever I think I like calling better and I think I letting the river play out like I think we never raise the river if it if JR bets again, bets big. I don't think there's any right. raising unless we hit a six. I don't yeah. think we can even raise an ace necessarily. Um, maybe we can raise an ace. Really? I there's mean, one combo of ace eight. Yeah, maybe we can raise an ace. We probably can raise it because he could have ace king and be betting yeah. and feel like he has to call. Yeah, but we could always bet when check two. Oh, and, yeah, we're in position. And if, JR, and if JR bets small, we can consider raising depending on the card. If it's a Broadway card, probably not. But if it's a low card. I think you're right. I think we're supposed to call here. Like, even Mike... What's Mike got that we have to be afraid of? I mean, I guess there's three outs for maybe both of them. He, right? could, he could have any of the sets that are... We, we Mike? Mike is usually raising on the flop. Oh, Mike. I thought you were talking about Jack. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mike can raise on the flop with, with the set. Um, he can have ace-eight exactly. I mean, the thing that we do is, like, if we assume they both have, like, ace-ten, ace-king, which is yeah. reasonable, right? Something like that. That's six outs we're giving a shot at. Yeah. But we can play carefully on the river yeah. and... I, it's only six outs. Like, we're, we're a monster favorite, and we're in position. I think you're right. There's not much to be afraid of here. I think we're supposed to just call. Like, give Mike a chance to stick around, not scare JR off, get value from JR on the river most of the time. Yeah. And don't raise the river if we don't want to. Like, if he bets too much or if it's a scary card, that's fine. If, he, if a queen comes on the river and he bets big again, we should only call. Yeah. Right? If he bets I mean, if, tiny, we can raise. That's fine. If any Broadway card comes, I think we should not raise, regardless of sizing, unless it's, like, notably small. I mean, I think, yeah. I, mean, I think if any low card comes, we can do, go sizing based. I would assume if a jack or a 10 or a queen comes, Jair's not going to bet very big, though, because those are the hands after Stanley calls this time that he's going to be putting him on most of the time. Right, but if he bets 40% of pot in the river, I don't think a raise is profitable with a six. If oh, we, you could be right. Yeah. That's fair. 
that's fair. If he bets 10% of pot, we can think about it. Yeah, yeah, you know? 20% even. Yeah. I think we should probably raise. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I like a call. I think I do, too. I think I've, based on the... Every, everyone's hand is pretty well-defined, and we're doing great, and we're often getting folds if we raise right now. I think, I think a call is in order. Well, Stanley goes with a path less traveled and yeah. does not raise big, but does not call. He raises to 9K. It's almost a min race. It's a weird, weird sizing. So it's interesting. I think I have a problem with everything that Stanley and JR have done post-flop so far. Yeah. Minor problems in most cases. But I think JR should have bet bigger on the flop. I think JR should have bet smaller on the turn. I think Stanley should have raised the flop. I think Stanley should have called the turn. I mean, if you're going to raise, this feels like the worst raise size, too. Yeah, we should make it like 12K at least. Yeah, like this is so weird to make it 9K. It looks, so, it looks incredibly strong. I agree. Now, it could just be a classic free check down play. You know, the like, I get to, like, I'm not saying that's what he's doing with A6, mm. but it could look like that. Oh, okay. It could look like he's trying to get like right. a, with Ace Jack a, or something. Check, check on the river type of thing. Yeah, and make it cheaper for himself. Yeah. I guess that's true. Um, it depends what we know about Stanley. Like, yeah. that's very player dependent for sure. Yeah. But, in that Stanley has one of the better hands he can show up with here. I, I would really prefer a bigger size to hope to get value from a hero call or a call that's kind of mandatory from Ace King, which feels uncomfortable, but at least feels like it might have to call based on distribution. Yeah. Now, I prefer a call to all of this stuff. I think Stanley mm-hmm. should call instead of that. Um, but he makes a 9K, and that just feels strange. Yeah. I don't, don't like that. I don't like Stanley's choices so far. Anyway, Mike A folds. Good. Good, he's out of there. JR. Can't fold for 4,800 here, right? I mean, it looks kind of scary, but also, if you don't know anything about Stanley, and I don't know what level of knowledge these players have of each other, you could be up against, like, the free showdown play, and you can't fold against a player capable of that play. We're getting a reasonable price anyway. It's almost 20,000 in the pot, and it's 4,800 to call. So we're getting 4 to 1 right now. We probably shouldn't fold yet, even just to, like, we spike a winner sometimes, even when we're losing right now yeah. sometimes, right? Like, um, it's problematic. We have the Ace of Diamonds in our hand, which, yeah. boy, we don't like having. Right. Because, although I don't know if Stanley would really raise top pair, not flush draw on the turn, but some people would. Some people would. So, um, especially, actually, with this, with this sizing, it actually makes sense to do it with this sizing, right? Where you get the free showdown, except when you, when you hit the diamond, yeah. then you can bet big, and you've inflated the pot. It's, that's it's, actually the type of hand that would be great to do the free showdown play with. If you're going to do it, yeah. that's, a, that's kind of a cool one, yeah. Um, except probably not really, right? Because I mean, it probably plays even better as just like... I mean, if you have to pick a hand to do the free showdown okay. play with. That's a cool one. We're not a fan of the free showdown play. Is, nope. Yeah. No, in general, very much not. Okay. So um, we are getting a good price. Let me ask you a question. How often do we think Stanley's bluffing when we have the Ace of Diamonds in our hand? I mean, he's, it's really hard for him to have any other diamond combo, yep. right? So, almost impossible, I would argue. Yeah. So, Four or five of diamonds, maybe? Which turns, which turns double-gutted into... Okay, that's a magic turn card for him, four or five of diamonds. Yes. The, now he's got double-gutted and a flush draw out of nowhere. All right, so that's a possibility. There's one combo. We yeah. did it. <laughs> we found one combo. Anything else? Three, I got nothing Could else. three, four of diamonds be in there? Or four or five of diamonds could be in there? I mean, you turn the diamond still. Okay, yeah. Okay. I think it's possible. And that means three, five could probably be in there too. Fine. Let's yeah. pretend there's three combos. Yeah. What about all the value? Yeah, all there's the value. so much more value. Sets of deuces, sets of sixes, ace, six, ace, eight, ace, deuce. Yep. They all make perfect sense. Yep. He, may, he clearly isn't always raising his hands on the So pop. I think we actually, notice. even with this price, in order to make this call, 
as JR, we have to know that Stanley is capable of the free showdown play. Right. If we think he's essentially only got um, those three bluffs and everything else is value, like actual value that's beating us, we should just throw our hand away right now. Yeah. We don't have enough equity to hang in there, right? Yeah. And in fact, we don't. Like, no. we can hit six cards. Six, we have six outs here. Yep. It's not enough. Even at this four-to-one price, that's not good enough. Yep. So JR calls, and distribution-wise, that makes sense. I think we're high enough. Well, probably. We have the Ace of Diamonds in our hand. It's, it messes up the distribution a little that's bit. That's true. Still, we're probably still supposed to call. How, let me ask you this. What hands are we betting on the turn that are worse than Ace-King? We can probably bet Ace-Queen. Yep. I if, think if we had King-Queen of Diamonds, which we bet on the flop, yeah. we could, or, you know, or, or Broadway, Broadway of Diamonds, yeah. which we had the two back doors, which we bet on the flop, we're going to bet the turn. Yeah. Those are easy calls, though. Yeah. So we're always calling those. So Ace-Queen we can fold. So maybe Ace-King is then the next worst hand, but that's a lot of our hand. Like, okay, we have Ace-Ace, yeah. and maybe we have 6-6, six, six, mm-hmm. maybe even Deuce-Deuce, but Ace-King's a lot. Yeah. And Ace-Queen is a lot of hands we're folding now, yeah. too. So maybe we're supposed to call Ace-King anyway, getting this level of price. I think if you're just doing GTO, we have to call. I think if we're just doing GTO, we have to call, but I think from an exploit perspective, unless Stanley has the free showdown play, we have to fold. We have to fold. Yeah, we're, we're beat way too often here. Yeah. And as we see, we're beat. So JR calls. Yeah. It's interesting because when I watched this hand, I didn't really think about any of these things that JR did as, as things I would dislike. But now that we actually talk it through, I'm like, I kind of don't like anything he's done. There's like <laughs> a little problem with a lot of him. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But they're all so minor. All, these are all mistakes in my mind, but they're all very minor mistakes. But like, think about Garrett. If Garrett was playing this hand, my guess is um, he would do some of these things differently. Maybe, maybe he wouldn't agree with us on everything that yeah. we think he should be doing instead in terms of some of the sizing stuff. Because actually, I liked your points about going bigger on the flop and smaller on the turn. But I can't imagine he would bet call this turn very often anyway yeah. against this player unless he knows something about this player that we don't. Now, all we've seen is this one hand with Stanley. So there's a lot we don't know. Right. But if Stanley's not spewy, Stanley's like not very bluffy on the turn, and mostly they're not very bluffy on the turn, especially three ways on this kind of a board, I think Garrett probably just finds a fold a lot yep. here. And I want to be clear about something because this is from the analyst perspective, the armchair perspective that I'm criticizing JR's plays and minor mistakes here. I think there's a really good chance you could find tape of me if there was tape of me playing poker, making all of these same decisions, except, yeah. except for potentially the call on the turn. I think that's the biggest mistake. I might actually find that in real time a fold. I think it would depend on what you thought of the player. If the player's an unknown, it's yeah. a little tougher. And maybe you, find, maybe you decide four to one. Yeah. Also, honestly, being on the stream, you don't want it, people to think they can just pick you off yeah. so easily. You might feel obligated to call at least this part of the bet. That's so, true. So that may be a reason. That's a reason to call. Yeah. Yeah, so it's possible I would have made all the same decisions yep. as JR. Just want to make that clear. Cool. And say like, but but I, I do see a problem with every one of them post flop. Yeah. Um, anyway, JR makes the call. The pot is twenty three thousand four hundred dollars. So JR has Ace King on the Ace of Clubs, Deuce of Spades, Six of Diamonds, Eight of Diamonds board on that same board. Two pair for Stanley Choi with Ace Six of Spades. The river is the Jack of Diamonds. It is the third diamond. Yep. JR checks. Yeah. What else could you do? It would be weird to do anything but check here. I We're see. really hope if, we, if it goes check, check, we got a shot. We have a, ch- we have a shot. Like, maybe he's got ace-queen, maybe he's got ace-ten. Who the hell knows? All right. Should Stanley bet for value? Yes. Okay. I think he should. Yeah. How you, should he size it? There's $23,400 in the pot. We want to get called by this hand and an ace-queen. That's what we're targeting, right? Yep. Okay. I think we should, we have like almost no bluffs on the turn, and all the bluffs on the turn got there. Yeah. Oh, my God. 
I don't know if we should bet. Maybe we can't bet. Jesus. Now, I don't know what Stanley's thought process is here, but using our thought process so far from JR's perspective, if Stanley's raise on the turn was a free showdown play raise, then it would be really weird to bet now. Especially the Jack of Diamonds. Yeah, like, so Ace, King, and Ace, Queen should fold against another bet. If, if, Absolutely. If they were calling because it was for the free showdown play, because that yeah. means either Stanley got there with the Diamonds, um, or he could have gotten there with Ace, Jack. Yep, Ace, Jack is also possible. And of course, the made hands that are already strong are, remain strong yeah. compared to our hand. Yeah. We're losing to everything now. Right. Is, is where we're at, right? Except the, except the free showdown plays that would then decide to turn their hand into a bluff, which is cognitive dissonance. Why would so they do a free showdown play We then? should assume that's not happening yeah. until we have proof otherwise, right? Yep. So I think, yeah, as JR, we should be like, I have to check fold. Yeah. So, so, then it, so then maybe you're right. If we can't get value out of ace-king, then what the hell are we doing here? We can't bet. I think there's a chance Stanley should check back when the diamond comes yeah. in here. Yeah. The only hand we can obviously get value out of, I think, is ace-deuce. Yeah. Which is really the same as ace-king, but probably is too good to fold. Maybe. Maybe ace-king is too good to fold anyway, and that's a reason to bet. I don't maybe. Know. Maybe. I mean, people struggle folding hands. They do. You know? Stanley bets. He bets 9K. Okay. Okay. I, get, I get it in the moment. 9K is also like, uh, you, can, you can throw it in there, ace-queen. It's not too bad. You're yeah. getting a good price. Of course, I mean, again, he has no bluffs. There's no bluffs left. Um, yeah. Okay. I mean, I've, I make value bets on the river constantly against players who I think are not very good. Yeah. In spots where it's like, my line doesn't make sense for, for you to ever call with a, a weaker yeah. hand than mine. But doesn't you, matter. you're going to. Yeah. Right. No, if they're going to, who cares? Yeah. Right. Um, and I don't know enough about JR to say if he's going to call with this hand or not. I know he's down $238,000 in those five sessions that when they stopped tracking it in June of 2022. That's all I know about him, really. So I can't say if he's calling or not. Um, I think it's reasonable to check back this river, but I don't hate the idea of a bet unless we're at this level of, an- if we're at this level of analysis in the moment, then of course. If we think he's capable of it or we're capable of it, we should probably just check back. Yep. Well, Stanley Best 9K and JR... Okay. He's got the ace of diamonds in his hand. Yeah. He's going to raise to 26K. He does the old I block the nuts play. Yeah. This is so much better than calling. It's crazy. Yeah. Right. JR figures out that he's definitely losing when Stanley bets again. Yeah. So that's a good start. And then right. he blocks the nuts. And so if you're ever going to turn a hand, this is like, it's so hard to get here with the nut blocker, right? He, not only does he have the nut blocker, but it's really hard to imagine stanley's diamond combos except yep. for the four five four five three five and three four potentially yep. which are all not comfortable against a raise by the way maybe they call they, they're really supposed to call flushes are not supposed to are supposed to bet call these things unless yep. you know your opponent perfectly essentially right. but i mean when someone actually does this raise what hand do they have they always have a flush <laughs> i also think that jr's line is perfectly good enough to represent nut diamonds I think he could, I could, he could play nut diamonds this Let's way. Let's think about that for a second. On the river, if he makes the nut diamonds, does he really think he's going to be able to get a bet out of his opponent that often? I mean, it's a, the diamonds the, is the, sort the, of a scary card. You have to card. weigh that question against how incredibly strong it looks if he just leads. It does look strong. You got raised on the turn. Yep. Like, what's the worst hand you I guess you could lead ace-jack, trying to get called by ace eight and ace six sometimes um that's the worst hand you're leading right the absolute worst and probably mostly it's diamonds yeah yeah because maybe you don't even call ace jack on the turn actually now i think about it yeah you probably don't you may not even bet it but you certainly don't call it okay so geez so yeah it does look like diamonds exactly it looks like diamonds either way but this way you guarantee well you don't guarantee you have have to make sure the guy bets though the problem is the guy has to bet i think jr believes there's a better chance of the guy betting than getting 
if he had the nut diamonds, yeah. is what he's saying. Then- I understand that. I understand that story. But the other story that makes more sense to me is the actual thing that's happening, which is JR checks, hoping he goes check, check, think he can win. And then when the guy bets, he's like, oh, I can't win. And looky, looky, I got a cookie. It's the ace of diamonds, yeah. right? And so now I have to either fold or raise, and folding's boring. Right? Yeah. Um, I think people mostly lead their flushes on the river in these spots because um, they're so afraid of getting checked back. Not always, of course. Well, if we give JR a little bit of credit and give him a semblance of balance, yeah. then we can believe okay. the story a little bit. Sure. And I think it's a better play than calling, like you said. Uh, it has to be. And I think it's a better play than folding, probably, too, when we have the ace of diamonds. Yeah. I think we're supposed to go for it. I think we are, too. Like Stanley mostly has sets and two pairs, and right? And at best, he has the five high flush. Right. Which like you said, is probably supposed to call, but that doesn't mean they're going to call. It's not a good spot for the 5-5 five, five flush. You don't feel great about it. I mean, we don't know Stanley. Maybe he can actually have king-queen of diamonds himself, where he flops two back doors on the flop. Maybe. He's like, I call for 900, and then he turns the diamond draw, and he raises, and he gets there on the river. So, okay, then it's not going to work this time. Yeah. It's okay if it doesn't always work. Yeah. It doesn't need to work that often, right? Um, if we raise here and we take down the pot a reasonable amount of the time, it's fine. We should be able to do that, assuming this guy's capable of folding, because some guys aren't. Yep. I like the play from JR. I'm gonna, Me too. I'm going to leave it with that. I think it's a good play. I think it's a cool, good play. And as Stanley, you're in the blender now. This is, this is part of why betting A6 was not the best on the river, right? Right. Because this could happen, and now, like, what the hell can you do? This sucks. Yeah. I mean, we may have been... I guess we were in true game theory disaster mode with our bet now. Yeah. Or maybe not true. Maybe Ace Deuce actually does call. Unless we call, then it's game theory fucking miracle. But, and like... We, we made a ton <laughs> that's, of money. That's true. That's actually a great point. If yeah. we call, it's, it's beautiful. But, like... This bet is bad when JR, when we bet and JR is like, oh, yeah, Ace-King's clearly no good. So I can't call. Yeah. So now that makes this bet clearly not good. Yep. Okay. I agree. And can you, can you consider calling us, Stanley? I mean, this sucks. We beat no value. Of course. What are we up against? It's like only flushes for is, the check raise? Is it only the nut flush? Maybe the king high flush. Maybe the king high flush, but... Maybe. Not clear. Yeah. Yeah, you know, when we bet 40% of the pot, the king A flush may just feel like it has to yeah. raise. Maybe like, eh, you know, once in a while I get three betting and life sucks. But Under the assumption that JR is betting the king high diamonds on the flop, which maybe he is because of the sizing he chose. Maybe. Maybe. But it's a parlay to get here. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay, so we can only beat a bluff. So we have to ask ourselves, how often are we up against a bluff and how often are we up against the value? Well, the value, as we're saying, is really only, we think, like king high, maybe, and definitely, obviously, the nuts. Yeah. Those hands make some sense, though. There aren't that many combos. Well, no, actually, maybe, maybe Jared can open all combos of ace. I mean, ace, it's, it's, a, really deep, it's a really deep yeah. game. Yeah. And he's definitely calling the turn once we raise with that. Yeah. And then he can check raise the river. Actually, that's a lot of combos of yeah. the nuts. Fuck. There aren't that many combos of the king X. He might check some of those on the flop. That would be the only bugaboo in that. Um, maybe, but maybe not when Mike's in the hand and yeah. four players. Maybe just bets maybe. once, and it's hard to know. Um, yeah, but maybe like ace three of diamonds, he's checking. It's not maybe crazy not because me. of the depth of the game, and the, the, that hand has top pair and two back doors. Yeah. Maybe you just want to like sort of build a pot in case things go well. Yeah, not impossible. Um, huh. So, okay, so he can, he can definitely have that, and he's going to check raise that some of the time. Yeah. Okay, what does he have as a bluff? It's kind of like this hand. This hand and ace-queen with the ace of diamonds. And he has to be capable of actually making this play. Yeah. Garrett's obviously capable of making this play. Against Garrett, I think we have to call a lot more. 
against well, this guy? We have I don't to know. figure out where we are in our distribution before we decide if we can call with this. Okay, hand, but right? we have to call in general a yeah. lot more. We have to call with more bluff catchers against Garrett than we do against Jr. Right. As far as I know. So where do we fit in our distribution as Stanley? I think we can say with confidence that we would play sets like this a decent amount of the time because yep. we played a six like this. I think the only hand which is worse than this. There's two hands which are worse than this: ace, deuce, and eight, six. And we probably are raising both of those on the turn, I would think, because they're almost always good. Right. Blocking a set of aces doesn't matter for our distribution because I don't think JR is ever playing a set of aces this way. Strong agree. Um, obviously, diamonds are better than this hand. No question. Um, having a set is better than a six. Having a set of eights has got to be better. We don't really ever have a set of eights, do we? No. Probably not. Um, so we'd rather have would we rather have deuces or a six? I guess we'd rather have a six. We block a little more stuff, but again, it doesn't no, we don't. matter. We it don't. doesn't matter because he's never taken not, the line. It's with not a set. meaningful blockers. Okay. So none of it matters. So we just go based on pure hand strength. So we never have a diamond in our one diamond in our hand. This is not a blocker distribution situation. This is a pure hand strength distribution okay. situation. So this is one of the worst hands we're going to yeah. raise the turn with and bet the river with. Right? right? Maybe the very worst because we were like, should we even bet? Yeah. I mean, if we somehow had a hand that had a diamond in it. As a blocker, but I don't how? see how that's... I mean, I guess the set of deuces with a diamond in it is the best bluff catcher. I mean, look, four or five of diamonds is the best bluff catcher because that's yeah. still catching bluffs. It at is. This point. Yeah. Like, so we, it, have, we have a few flushes. And it blocks ace four and ace five of diamonds. Yeah. yeah. Um, those seem like obvious bluff catchers, but fine. Those are easy. Of course we're calling yeah. those. Like, and you can see basically ba on this one anyway, based on our hand, that like we have so many... We have so few diamond combinations that are strong. We just have to call with all our flushes here. Yeah. Like, there's no question. But, man, we probably have to call with some of our sets, too, because we just don't have enough diamonds to yeah. call with um, against the Rand, against the, the GTO player right. anyway. So then we can fold ace-deuce. Yeah. And I guess this one's the next one, and we probably fold it, too? Because we've got sets of deuces, sets of sixes, ace-eight are all clearly better. Yeah. Ace-jack is better. Yeah. Um, so I think we have to fold this. Yep. Uh, if, we, if we can have ace-jack. I don't know if we actually raise ace-jack on the turn. We may not. We if, probably don't. If we have the free showdown play and right. ace-jack. Right. Yeah. So that's questionable. Yeah. But ace-deuce, ace-eight, pocket-deuces, pocket-sixes. Diamonds. Diamonds. Maybe even once in a while, pocket-eights, since it was only 900 on the flop. I don't know how sticky we are. There's two Possibly. players behind us. It's questionable, but some of these guys make that call. It makes more sense with the line that he took. Yep. Turning the set. That's why, yeah, ace-eight. Pocket eight, six eight suited, or six eight, yeah, six eight suited make the most sense to me. Yeah. Even though he somehow he is ace six. But the point is, we have better hands than this. We're supposed to fold. Yep. That's what Stanley does. Yeah. To his chagrin, because he would have made a lot of money. So that bet on the river really messed him up, man. It did. And it was a cool play by JR. Like, that's a play that's like, at this point, if you play poker very seriously, you can see that play. It's a very obvious play, but it's still hard to pull the trigger. It's interesting, too, because if Stanley doesn't raise the turn, what does JR do on the Jack of Diamonds River? I think he probably bets again, trying to get like thin value out of like Ace Queen and Ace Ten, right? He's going to fold to a raise, and yeah, just bet. and then Stanley just calls and wins mostly. Stanley calls and wins, yeah. yeah. Or 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 once in a while he checks, and we probably bet for value and hope he doesn't raise us. Yeah. I don't know what JR does. He then, maybe you know? maybe then he does raise us though. Maybe, but maybe he thinks he's maybe he thinks we can have Ace Queen sometimes yeah. and just call. I'm not, it's unclear. This is very interesting, but Stanley's defined his hand so much. There just aren't that many diamond combos. Yeah. Interesting. Obviously, once we have the Ace of Diamonds in our hand, it's easier, too. Well, that, this happened, I think, after June, so JR is doing a little better at yeah. the point that this hand was recorded. This is a cool hand. It is. This is a nice play. Yeah, it is. Cool. All right. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Music is my sunlight and all I need is one mic And I can show every single MC how it's done right Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave, I'm so tired I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not We got one life And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make